You know, the culture is actually damn good. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Hey, where y'all at? This is Trafalgar Square. Mr. and Mr. North of South American, all the ships at sea, let's go to press. Have you been drinking? It was a good show, huh? During the workday, when you feel possessed by amorous intent, may I suggest that you suppress it? Hey! 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 Hey, how you doing? Let's get in the conference room. I would like to invite everyone into the conference room. I would like to have a meeting in the conference room right now. I know for a fact that nobody in the Parks Department reads letters. Does everybody have to be crazy today? Now get me Savian! SportsJourney.com radio network is on the air, whether you're listening on the iHeart app, Spotify, iTunes, Podbean, or wherever fine podcasts are sold. Bob Matthews here with you, and it has been a hell of a 24 hours, hasn't it? And I don't know about you, I'm feeling drained from the whole thing. It was funny because, well, it wasn't funny, but we were in such the juxtaposition sitting here trying to do the interviews with Ron Rivera and the players yesterday in Ashburn, simultaneously watching CNN and watching these treasonous, seditionists, and terrorists attacking the Capitol. I mean, I was born in, in Northern Virginia and Vienna. I consider D.C. my hometown. So as far as I'm concerned, uh, th- those traitors were attacking my city, not just the United States Capitol, but my city. And despite all of that, we are going to soldier on today. We will hear from both Rivera and uh, the rest and some of the other guys on the team in just a little while. As a matter of fact, uh, Ron, I thought, uh, struck the perfect note when he talked about uh, his feelings on the right. And I'm going to let you hear those in just a little while. First, though, we got to talk some pucks. That's right. We're starting with the Caps. They got a scrimmage today, and we got to get ready for it with one of our insiders. Caps insider Samantha Pell from the Washington Post joins us to catch us up on everything going on training camp wise. Sam, how are you today? You know, doing good today. The Capitals uh, have their first scrimmage of camp later this afternoon. So I'm excited to see how that goes. I want I want to get into the scrimmage and how the first few days have gone in a second. But first, I I, I got to ask you, I you know, the the iceplex where they practice, it's I guess kind of southwest of the Pentagon as the crow flies. Were you guys there yesterday when everything went down at the Capitol? And and could you see anything? Because I mean, you know, right over the river is foggy bottom, and then and then the Capitol's a little bit further up the road. Yeah, you know, we really couldn't see anything from where we are um, in Arlington, but we did see you know helicopters flying past us um, on the practice rink when I was driving home. Saw a bunch of, you know, police vehicles headed from Arlington um, out to D.C. Definitely could still hear sirens. So, yeah, kind of a surreal scene yesterday. Everything kind of started to break out probably after the Capitals were on the ice in the first group, um, after the second group as well. So definitely a crazy day uh, here in the Capitol. But, yeah, thankfully everything was all safe and sound uh, in Arlington yesterday. That is that's just nuts. I mean, were they were was anybody there inside the facility aware of what was going on, when it was going on or because it's so self-contained you didn't you wouldn't have known until you got back out into the world yeah definitely I think you know media we were all like on our phones on laptops but players and coaches I mean they're all on the ice they're all in the room um nothing's really on so yeah I believe they kind of figured it out in between sessions probably around one or two um when things kind of started heating up there but yeah pretty much nobody really knew until they got off the ice Unbelievable. Okay, uh, let's go ahead and talk some pucks here. Um, first couple of days in training camp, you know, they're they're getting used to it. It really is a transition for this team because I, I would imagine that 
you know, Todd Reardon's system was somewhat similar to Barry Trotz's. You know, there was a cons- there was a continuity there of of five or six years. Peter Laviolette comes in. I'm sure he's gotten, you know, he's obviously got an entire new system. How uh, how's everybody responding to Laviolette? Does it look like it's it's a good, you know, a good mixture here so far? Yeah, I think so far so good just from a personality and a systematic standpoint. You know, Laviolette comes in, he has a brand new system. Obviously, all systems in the league are little variations of each other, right? Um, So there are a lot of similarities, but there are a lot of differences in how, you know, the Capitals are going to work in their ozone this year, how they want their D-men more involved, um, kind of more a five-man unit. Um, They want to play faster up and down the ice. I think it's going to take a little time to adjust, uh, but so far so good according to players. And you know, just Peter Laviolette and the energy that he brings to the ice. Um, it's a different accountability level. It's a different, um, you know, when you come in with a Stanley Cup party on your resume, I think a lot of players respect that and they respect, you know, what he was doing in Nashville and other areas. So yeah, so far so good. And we'll see how everything starts to come together with, you know, this shortened training camp ahead of the season. You kind of hit on my next question. What's been the difference um, in last year's, you know, training camp compared to this one, whether it's intensity wise or what you see on the ice or whatever? Yeah, it's kind of hard, I think, to compare the two just because last year it was a normal training camp, right? You got exhibition games, preseason games. Um, This year it's only 10 days shortened, headed into a 56-game season where they're basically playing every other day. They have to prepare for kind of the grind of it all. Um, But yeah, I would say differences this year, it's it's a lot of learning, right? The first day, all the guys are kind of looking at Peter on a whiteboard, um, you know, on the ice, just trying to learn the system, trying to understand what drills he wants to do, how he operates his practices, which are a little different than what, you know, Todd and Barry did in the past. So I would say a lot of learning the first day, they looked a little bit more comfortable the second day. Looks like they added a little bit more yesterday. So more thinking happened on the ice yesterday and then trying to put it all together for a scrimmage today. So um, yeah, I would say those are kind of the main differences, at least from this year to last year. How's everything looking in goal? I think, you know, I, it's well known that I'm still in mourning over Braden Holtby leaving. <laughs> Obviously, I think he probably could have prevented all the uh, violence of the Capitol single-handedly yesterday because, you know, I, I think he's a saint, but that's another thing. Um, but how, how do things look in goal right now with Ilya Samsonov? Yeah, I mean, I think right now the organization has a lot of faith in Ilya Samsonov and where he stands and they're pretty comfortable, you know, giving him that number one starting, you know, goalie role, I think in camp, obviously it's kind of hard to judge some of those things when you have an Alex Ovechkin um, shooting at you every two seconds. And Mm -hmm. um, obviously a lot of those uh, shots are going to go in, but I think overall Samsonov seems to be adjusting fine um, to the role. Obviously he had to spend a lot of weeks here in DC rehabbing that injury an upper body injury that he suffered back in, I believe it was, you know, April, May. So uh, he's had a lot of time here to kind of work on things, both, you know, physically, conditioning, mentally, and then back out on the ice. So I would say so far, so good. I think the backup goaltending competition is super interesting with Vitek Vanacek. They also signed Craig Anderson to a PTO. So he's here in camp. You have a Phoenix Copley who's been with the organization for quite some time. So it'll be interesting to see how things shake out there. But hopefully there's some clarity heading into next week. Zidane Chara, I guess, hit the ice yesterday for the first time. He's 6'9 in street shoes. He's over seven <laughs> feet in skates. I, I said the other day, he's a power forward off the, the size of a power forward off the ice and the size of an NBA center on the ice. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. how, how does he, how does he look? And even at 43, you know, what kind of an impact does he make on the defense? Yeah, I think he makes a huge impact on the defense. I think not only just his size, his presence, but also, you know, his leadership off the ice, right? 
Um, you know, it, this is obviously Alex Ovechkin and Peter Laviolette's team and Chara's not going to come in and, you know, be the number one guy here in Washington. But I think there is something to be said about his leadership on the blue line, what he can, you know, help out with, with even a John Carlson, with a Nick Jensen, a Siegenthaler. Um, Brendan Dillon's already talked about how kind of cool and amazing it is to have a guy like that already in, you know, the group and for him to kind of bounce things off of. So I think overall, he's going to be a really good addition to this Capitals team. It looks like he's going to maybe be on that third pairing with a Nick Jensen to start the season. I could very well see that. Um, how many games Chara plays? I'm not sure. I don't know how they're going to limit minutes. I don't know how they're going to do workload management. Um, but, you know, Chara believes very strongly that he can still contribute in the NHL. The Bruins felt like he was only going to be in a reserve role if he stayed in Boston. So clearly he thought that there was a really big opening in Washington and he wants to play as many games as he can. So um, I think we're going to see how things go. There's a lot of question marks still, but I would say the groundwork is there. Gotcha. Um, have there been any surprises to you in training camp so far? Um, Granted, it's been say, less than a week. Yeah. I was like, just initial impressions. I think Connor Sherry has kind of been a little bit of a surprise just in terms of, okay, they immediately put him up with the main NHL group. He's immediately skating on that third line left wing with Lars Eller, Richard Ponick. So it looks like the team feels very strongly that he will be their 12th forward headed into the season. And, you know, he's looked good. He's really, really fast. I think he's going to fit Peter Laviolette's system and how he likes to operate. Obviously, he has the experience, has the cup wins, knows what he's doing. Um, so, yeah, I think he's been kind of a surprise just in terms of, okay, they feel very confident very early on, it seems like. And who knows if he'll kind of hold on to that position and where things go from here. But things are looking um, pretty good. By the time uh, we we drop this pod, I a lot of people might be hearing this after the scrimmage, but saying that anyways, what should we look for today at the scrimmage? Yeah, I think mainly for the scrimmage, they're going to do two periods, of, I believe, or at least one period of solely five on five work just to kind of get the ozone, D zone kind of movements going, make sure everyone knows where they're at. But they're also going to be focusing on special teams for the first time in camp. Um, they haven't done any power play, any PK stuff, um, any five on four, four and three, you know, four and four, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so I think that's probably one of the main things that we're going to be looking out for. Um, you know, Blaine Forsythe's going to come in here, I think, make a couple changes on the power play. So it'll be interesting to see where guys fit in, personnel. So I would say that's probably the biggest thing uh, for people to look out for, you know, heading into it or even on the back end, looking at what we've kind of reported out so far. If my math serves me correctly, we got one week until the start of the season in Buffalo. It's getting exciting, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's getting close, right? It's kind of weird because I, I would just kind of figure out how I'm going to get to Buffalo um, and get to some of these games. And I was like, wow, I have to like start booking travel again. Oh, this is awkward. <laughs> so um, yeah, no, it's, it's definitely coming up. And I think this season's going to go by really fast. It's 56 games in like 116 days. They're basically playing every other day. I think the Capitals have eight back-to-backs. Some of these back-to-backs are in different cities. They'll do, they'll start in Philly for one. And then the next day they're in Boston. Um, so I think it's going to be a pretty crazy season. And I, yeah, I think it's going to be intense. <laughs> That's fun. It's funny you mentioned uh, all of the back-to-backs. I wonder if if that's what T.J. Oshi had in mind back in 2018 when he stepped on the up on the dais and said back to back. Probably, <laughs> probably not. Probably not. Yeah, yeah. You know, like they heard him. They were like, you know what? When a pandemic comes, we're just going to make a lot of back-to-backs um, for the NHL now. But yeah, I think those games will be really interesting um, to see and how coaches plan for them. <laughs> 
Can't wait for it to happen. Samantha Pell, The Washington Post. Sam, thank you so much for joining us. And as always, we will talk to you very, very soon. Absolutely. Thanks so much. Time to go out to Ashburn. Let's get ready for Wild Card Weekend. Washington football team hosting Tampa Bay. Eight o'clock kickoff or thereabouts at FedEx Field Saturday night. Excuse me, the NFC East champion Washington football team hosting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at FedEx Field Saturday night. Ron Rivera and some of the players, we got them. Want to start with uh, Chase Young from Wednesday. I know he was asked uh, about the viral video that uh, came up about wanting Tom Brady, so he wanted to play against Tom Brady, and God love him. Chase said, uh, hey, here, you know, it's, it, Tom's the best, and that's who I want to play against. I'm, I'm, I, I play ball. I'm, I'm excited to go against the best. You know, the media, that's their job, you know, to stir it up, make it a big story, full game. They needed something. They needed to get something, so they, they chose that. But, you know, if you know me, uh, my team knows me, I'm excited for every game. Man. And Tom Brady, you think I'm not going to be excited to play against the GOAT? Then you tripping. And, and that is what it is. I'm excited to play against Big Tom. I, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to apologize for saying I want Tom. No. I want Tom Brady. I want every quarterback I play against. So, yeah, that, that's how I'm going. There you go. It's very interesting. I was talking with a friend of mine in the business, uh, did not grow up, however, rooting for the Washington football team. We grew up rooting for a different team. So somewhat of an objective opinion here. And something he said was very interesting. He says he finds it very easy to root again, uh, to root for, to root for this group of players. That youthful exuberance is is something that is it's becoming a thing with this team. And some of this is probably my talking myself into thinking they probably have a better chance than they do, but. I think we at least have to consider the fact that this team is what five and two in its last seven, correct? Maybe this is the start of something. Uh, maybe it is the start of something that carries over for the next two or three years, and they're just lucky enough to prolong it another week because of a bad division. Who knows? We're going to get Ron Rivera's thoughts on it in just a second. But uh, the first thing I want to do, though, is play for you uh, Rivera's comments today on the violence at the Capitol on Wednesday because he was asked uh, directly about it. Did not bring it up with the team, he said, just because it was going on during practice. And he said they had they had had a good session and kind of didn't want to bring the guys down. I mean, you know. Like it or not, this is you know, they have a job to do this weekend, so I get that. But he was actually quite eloquent when talking about what he saw on TV. Well, the biggest thing I saw, um, you know, I, I, I thought was a little scary because it's not indicative of our country. You know, we are, you know, one of the quote unquote beacons of democracy that everybody looks to. And yet we had this 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 quote unquote insurrection that went on at the Capitol, this violence. And, and that's that's unheard of. That's unprecedented. Uh, for that to happen had happened since 1812, you know, the war of 1812. And that's disappointing because again, we have always been a, a, a country, you know, that's been based on our principles and, you know, for, for this to have happened, 
Um, I'm truly disappointed that, that, that there's people that, that, that didn't think that there was a better way. And if you look to the state of Georgia for the example, which was as great an example as there could be, Stacey Abrams a couple of years back lost an election. And she felt she was wrong, but she didn't, you know, she didn't pout about it. She did. She went out and she rallied the troops. She rallied the support. And now look what happens, you know? And, and so when that happens, you said, man, that's how you should do things. When this happens, you sit there and go, that should never happen. That, 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 that's, that's inexcusable as far as I'm concerned. Um, and that's my feeling. That's my personal, this is how I truly feel about it. You know, and and I'm a conservative person for the most part, um, but I, I got to admit, you know, if 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 you if you don't know how to deal with it, I thought you know the role model was what Stacey Abrams did in Georgia. Uh, you got to like this guy. He is an honest broker. You know, he's he tells it to you straight, and I, I like what I hear from him. He is uh, he's I don't know. I just like it. I don't know what else I can say about it. I just I like his candor. I like the way. He looks at things. He also got a little philosophical about this year, too. Uh, you know, I think everybody's looking at this as it's a pretty good chance it's going to be the, the last game of the season. And a lot of the questions today, Rivera kind of reflecting on where he has been this year with both personally and with this team. First up, the growth that he's seen with the team. And, and, and from my perspective, you know, if we can build on that growth, if we can build on the development of, of, of our young team, um, you know, obviously we have some pieces that we still have to add, we still have to find. But to be able to have, say, hey, you know, I like what we have here. I like what we have here. You know, we need to add a piece here, add a piece there. Um, that's cool. That's exciting. And, and it's, it's positive. And that's the vibe I got. Um, the other day, just watching these guys um, and, and seeing how much they appreciated, you know, their success. That, that, that's cool. I mean, it really is. It, it's as a coach, it, it makes you feel like, OK, we're doing some good things. We got it. And, and I did say, you know, it, it is a double edged sword because now we got to play Tampa. And then even further on going into next season, we got to play the first place schedule. But again, I, I, I just I just feel good about the potential for this football team. Finally, uh, he's got it on the right track. What can you say? This organization is finally on the right path. Now the question is, can they stay on the right path going into next year? You would think perhaps this time they would. Got a pretty cool head there at the, uh, at the top of the organization. All right, Nick and the guys say we got to get out of here. Football Friday. We're going to drop one more pod tomorrow before kickoff on Saturday night, and then we shall see what we shall see as for the first time in five years, the Washington football team is in the NFL postseason. So, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Remember, like the wise man once said, if you're out on your bike, as always, we're white.